Hello everyone and welcome along to the latest This Is The Music Meets podcast, an independent podcast show that shines a light on rising artists and bands from across the UK and Ireland. If you are new to the podcast, then please hit that subscribe button so you never miss out on any future episodes and feel free to leave a comment in, in the comment section, obviously, and help us beat those algorithms. It's time for episode 97 and I'm delighted to be joined by one of Scotland's finest indie bands in Shambolics. And over the course of today's episode, we're going to get the lowdown on the band's debut album, Dreams, Schemes and Young Teams, signing with Scruff of the Neck Records, becoming friends uh, as well with Carl Faulkner from The View and much, much more. It gives me great pleasure to welcome Shambolics guitarist and songwriter Forbes. Mate, welcome back to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm good, my man. How's you? Thanks for having me back. No, we are fantastic. It's great to have you back. And um, yeah, I'm I'm not too bad, man. We're getting getting there, grafting away. Um, and yeah, just sort of you know, your chat. podcast is coming on good now, man. I've I've seen you've had some good guests on and stuff. Oh, and you're keeping it busy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we're trying to keep it as um as busy as possible, and and I guess as well to try and keep it as um you know sort of quite exciting for people listening to it and. You know, trying to mix it up with some of the guests, but yeah, as I say, sort of trying to shine a light on, you know, bands like yourselves that are obviously, you know, either trying to get established or, you know, onto that sort of next level where they're looking to get into the, like the next level up type of thing. You know, yeah, definitely, so, man, you're doing a great thing for bands. Yeah, oh, thank. Well, it's you know, we're trying. That's all I can say. So, <laughs> it's obviously, I think it's fair to say, a, a pretty exciting time to be in Shambolics right now. The debut album what are we what two two three weeks away roughly two uh, weeks i think yeah. yeah it's gonna be good it's gonna be good to finally get work out there yeah yeah sure and and obviously you said there um in the intro there that obviously you were back on uh again for another appearance that was back in 2021 and um during those dark days of lockdown which obviously seems a long, long time ago now, fortunately. <laughs> um, and yeah, we won't we won't go into what happened uh, with with the lockdown scenario. But there you go. Um, but for those of you that are watching uh, up on the YouTube channel, if you want to watch uh, that episode, um, that was one of the early ones. I think it was episode eleven. That link's going to be up there somewhere um, on the channel, and it'll be in the episode bio as well um, for everyone else uh, that are watching or listening on other platforms. Um, but Obviously, since then, it's fair to say there's been quite a lot that's um, been going on in the world of shambolics. Um, we'll just sort of go back to sort of like last year's sort of time. Um, you obviously signed uh, for Scruff of the Neck Records. Um, so how did that come about and and kind of like what that's, what has that been like uh, working with those guys? It's been great. It's been really good for us so far. They've really helped us a lot and it feels like it's starting to build a lot more now, do you know what I mean? But um I think if that first came about is um, Mark Whitman has heard of us a few times and like heard of us online and stuff and he was talking to our manager Jamie and stuff and mm. Jamie was trying to get him to see us and stuff. I didn't think he cared to be honest but then we done a gig at Glasgow SWG3 and the crowd was just madness at it and I think he just seen the crowds and that got him really excited and then we ended up going down to Manchester and playing for them at, uh, at the Scruff office in the northern quarter and just done a wee live stream for them. They used to do a Twitch live stream and I think when he met us and we played in front of him, he was just well into it, do you know what I mean? And since then, we've just really got on good. 
he just I, I think he was just dying to have a Scottish band. Do you know what I mean? He seems he seems to be loving it right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, I mean I think there's a lot of um, there's a lot of top bands um, at the minute coming out of Scotland, so I, I don't blame him. And um, yeah, obviously we'll come on to your live stuff. Um, in a little while, but you obviously always put on a great show whenever I've seen you live. Um, but obviously, signing to Scruff of the Neck obviously brought out the the debut EP, uh, You Serious Boy. Um, it's obviously the second Shambolics release that you've had as a like a physical physical copy. Um, so, kind of like, how do you feel knowing that people are actually going out and buying? You know, it's one thing. Do you know what I mean? It's one thing streaming it on you know Spotify or whatever, but actually going out. And physically buying your music, like how does that make you feel? It does make you feel proud? It's cool. Like I just try no think about it too much, to be honest, because it just it's just a bit fried. Do you know what I mean? I'm just yeah, sitting yeah. there like fucking hell, it's mad because you see people ordering it for like New York and stuff. It's just like what the hell? How has our music got over there? But ah, it's like it's re it's really exciting to see that people are into our music. Do you know what I mean? And are willing to pay their hard earned cash. Yeah, 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 sure, definitely. And um, well, it's it's it's, it's a fantastic um EP. I must admit, I couldn't get my wallet out quick enough when I saw that you had uh, <laughs> when you had that coming out. I was like, yes, this is this is fantastic to see. So, um, just I know we mentioned briefly lockdown. We're not going to get too much into it, but obviously that was one of the, I guess, a kind of a um like a pretty big moment still happened out of that for you guys because obviously that was when you sort of first crossed paths. Um, with Kyle from The View. Um, and I think it's probably fair to say that you've developed a, a pretty close friendship and he's obviously become a bit of a fan um, of the band. And, and I guess as well that you were, that must have been a big thrill for you personally because you're obviously a big fan of The View, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. We had, uh, we had been fans of The View since we were like teenagers because they were yeah. like the band that stayed near us that made it really big. Do you know what I mean? Like they were yeah. for Dundee. We're from Fife, that's no far from each other at all. It's like 10 minutes. So uh, they were the first band that we really looked up to and totally idolised and thought, oh, what would be like then? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then through time, we became mates with really good pals with them all, to be honest. Mm. But uh, I, with Kyle, I mean, the first time I met him was at Tea in the Park one year. <laughs> he was like walking about the campsite steaming. That's a funny story. <laughs> But I'll probably not go too much into it. But I met him at the part, and then when we actually started gigging years later, I reminded him of it. But I didn't think he can mind too much yet, to be honest. But um, <laughs> I um, we done the lockdown. We done a lockdown gig. It was for uh, Kirkcaldy Food Bank at Caves in Edinburgh. Yeah, and it was like a streamed lockdown gig on Facebook and stuff. And we got Kyle and James for Las Vegas up. So thankfully, working with Kyle with that. Then we've just became closer to him and stuff, and went over to La Sierra Casa and wrote some tunes and stuff with him. So, yeah, uh, but we get on, we get on good. We have some messy nights as well. It's funny. <laughs> I was actually going to ask you about that because obviously you've you've been on, uh, obviously been on tour with them, um, like the back end of sort of like last year. Um, so kind of like, did you ever imagine when you, you know, when you first started, Shambolics that you would end up, you know, obviously you've shared this. He's come on come on stage with you obviously a few times but did you ever imagine like that would ever happen and that you'd even get a chance to you know go out on tour with them as well um i mean we definitely did dream it but i uh, it's just it's pretty crazy that it all happened because we, we we did used to properly idolize them do you know what i mean like i remember going to stone roses 
um, when they got back together they were playing in 2013 at Glasgow Green and yeah. I've seen the view like once or twice before then at tea in the park and stuff but like seeing them supporting the Stone Roses at Glasgow Green that was just like oh I really want to do this sort of stuff so we have idolised them for a while and the first gig we ever done with the view it was kind of when we just started off it was one in five it was just before they split up and then it was like we were proper buzzing when we got when we got off of that. So we fanboys, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, sure. I mean it's it's great to see. I mean, obviously they say never meet your heroes and all that, but it's clearly coming across in, in what you're saying there that that's that's definitely not true um at all. No, definitely. Um and and kind of like have you got um sort of any like memories or like from the tour that you that you're allowed to share with us that you can share, like messy nights out or anything like that? Um not really the tour, to be honest, but right. the, I've had some messy nights with, well, at La Sierra Casa we had some, but there was one for, so for the track Attention that is on the album, yeah, he recorded vocals on it and he ended up just recording them in my living room and then we ended up going out and getting absolutely wrecked in Glasgow after it. <laughs> I remember we were walking down Byers Road, which is quite a busy road in the West End, quite the posh end. And we we're walking down it, and he was like, we "We're talking about fitness." And he was like, "Oh, I'm into, I'm into running, I'm into running." And I was like, "Are you into running and stuff?" And he was like, "I've not been for a run today. Actually, I need to go for a run." And just started sprinting <laughs> when we were like wrecked, and I had to just sprint after him because we we're going to a pub in the other end of town. Yeah, a producer and stuff, and oh, I was just—he's a eccentric character. Like he was funny, <laughs> brilliant. So obviously, debut album, obviously as we mentioned. Uh, Dream Schemes and Young Teams is out on uh, the 16th of February um, the pre-order link uh, is going to be in the episode bio um, as well, I've I've been lucky enough to hear it um, congratulations, it is a fantastic album, um, you've really poured everything into it, I think you've not left anything in the studio um, so what what can we expect from it, people that are maybe you know looking forward to it, what are they, what can they expect from this album? I think it's just um, it's just reality. Do you know what I mean? Like everything that we're talking in the album is truth. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We just wrote whatever we're feeling at the time. So there's songs about like smackheads and stuff. As bad as it sounds, that like saying that, but there's songs about that. There's songs about universal credit, about being on the dole. Mm. Then there's songs about just enjoying life as well. Do you know what I mean? There's a some political references in the end stuff. It's just total reality and what we're seeing. Just being a young band for Scotland that have grown up with fuck all, do you know what I mean? And we're just gone. We know that we've not got the music industry into us. We're just gone for it. We're just no gain a fuck. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we'll just build it ourselves. <laughs> no, absolutely. And you mentioned in um, like Universal Credit, they obviously uh, we're recording this on a Monday evening and sort of like in about the last sort of hour or so, I think it was, um, you guys have just announced the release of a new single uh, that's obviously you know going to build up the anticipation for the album. Uh, it's obviously called Universal Credit. Um, I think it's having listened to the album, as I say, it's, it sounds like it's quite a personal song in many aspects to yourself. Um, I guess the, the clue about what the song is about is is there in the title. Um, but yeah, can you just let let the listeners know a little, give them a little bit of insight into what you were thinking <laughs> when you wrote that song? So basically, <clears throat> when we were recording the album, me and Lewis were still in the dole pretty much, and um, yeah. I was going to I was going to the dole office, which was near the studio, like before going 
and recording and stuff and they were pretty much trying to put me on a course where it was like I had to go on it for five days a week and build CVs and all this shit and I was trying to tell them like look I'm nearly there like I've got it like I've got this band <laughs> for recording their album please just give me a bit more time do you know what I mean and then eventually they just kicked me off so I I was very, but during the recording process that song was written like it was a, we never wrote it before going in we wrote it while recording the album and it's because they all were giving me shit pretty much and I just think we we wrote it as a piss take song. It was supposed to just be a bonus track or something like that, but it ended up being pretty decent. And then more like, right, we'll put it on the album, fuck it. But then the label were like, oh, just let's not even let's not even care about radio or whatever. Let's just make a good fucking video to this. And yeah. it was like, fuck it, we may as well do. I mean, we could do a funny <laughs> video to this for the first time. We could actually get our humour across in videos. And um, yeah. aye, he's are in for a treat with a video. Let's just say. So on Friday. <laughs> Brilliant. Great stuff. Well, I'm I'm looking forward uh to watching the videos. Um uh, you know, I do do love seeing that and I appreciate, you know, the effort uh that you know the bands have, have gone into uh to you know to making the videos. In actual fact, that does pretty much put us on quite nicely to the next question. Um, because what was it, last week, I think it was now, time seems to be flying so quickly. Um, you released probably the best uh album promo video that i have ever seen um i don't think anyone has would ever has ever come close or will ever come close to, to this this is pure genius um i'm not going to spoil it too much i'm going to let you uh just take it away and just let us know what the you know like what the the thought process was was in that and, and how much you enjoyed doing it <laughs> uh, so that video seemed to have kicked off i didn't expect it that much to be honest like, people were total loving it i thought but maybe just hear a couple people like, oh, cool. But like, people seem to be proper digging it. So we ripped off the train spotting um, intro, the Choose Life. Yeah. And <clears throat> we had the idea to do that like a couple of years ago. I think we were announcing an Edinburgh gig or something like that. It was during lockdown and then COVID fucked the gig for some reason. And if you might remember, but do you remember we done the train spotting poster to announce the gig? Yes, I do. Yeah. You remember yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that gig, I think it got cancelled because it was during COVID and lockdown two or something happened like that. And um, we're going to do it for that. And then um, we just resurrected the idea again because Mark, our label boss, loves train spotting. He was like, oh, you should do a train spotting reference or something. And he just kept putting train spotting in my head. And I was like, fuck it, we'll just rip off the intro because it's in Edinburgh, <laughs> do you know what I mean? We're in Scotland. Yeah. So I just went and done it and just done it as a joke pretty much and never took it too seriously like all the stuff on that speech that we're, we're talking about like choose bump starting your shitty old motor like i literally have to bump start my car every fucking day like it's <laughs> everything on that is just us you know what i mean and i think because we just were ourselves in it people seem to like it do you know what i mean yeah sure and i saw um that the uh robbie or well, bobby carlisle i should say he was he was loving that video as well yeah, so he plays Begbie and Trainspotting. Yeah. And um, he's kind of supported our music for a few years now. He's done a few tweets and stuff. I think he supports, like, local bands and stuff. He's quite good with, like, yourself, good with local mm -hmm. bands and stuff. So, aye, it was great for him to retweet it and stuff. There's been a few people, so aye, it's class seeing people digging it. Like, it's funny how far it went. Yeah, no, definitely. I think, you know, that's part of, the, uh, part of it now, isn't it? It's not always just about the music. You have got to have... That engagement, you know what I mean, with 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 your fans, and and clearly it's obviously worked because, as you say, it's gone, it's gone pretty wild. To be fair, yeah, definitely. 
is good. We're filming another one tomorrow for a laugh. I'm not going to give too much away, but this one's going to be a funnier one. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, I'll be looking forward to uh, to that when that does uh, eventually come out. Um, so let's let's talk live then. Obviously, we're still sort of in the you know the album promo uh, sort of mode, but obviously you, you're going to be uh, playing a series of um, acoustic shows. I think they're going to be um, first of all in you've got three shows. Uh, Glasgow, Dun- Dundee, um, and Edinburgh on the sixteenth and eighteenth of uh, February. So, quite a different um, experience for you guys, and a and a sort of a you know different setup. I'm assuming as well. So, where are they, and what can people expect from the from these little acoustic shows? And um, they're in Glasgow, Dundee, and Edinburgh, mm. and um, it's an album like in store signing, meet and greeting acoustic gig and it's just going to be me and Lewis doing the tunes yeah. stripped down to how they were written like when these tunes were all written they were all written with just two of us on the acoustic yeah um, or one on an electric do you know what I mean so it's going to be it's going to be a lot more chilled do you know what I mean <laughs> than, the, than the gigs usually are yeah yeah and obviously you've also as well then I'm assuming because you've also announced I think that was yesterday or, or maybe it was today I, again days seem to be merging for me a little bit at the minute but you've obviously got a couple of other shows as well in Glasgow and Edinburgh as well. Are they are they going to be full band shows then, or are they going to be this acoustic setup as well? Oh no, they'll be full band shows. They'll be hot, sweaty, mad ones. <laughs> so, I think they're going to sell it pretty quick, hopefully. So yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah, and 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 do you have any preference, like personally, you know, like do you prefer those sort of hot, sweaty gigs, or do you prefer you know sort of the more sort of chilled out acoustic ones, or is it no, I'm not... I prefer the I prefer the more live gigs, um, because acoustic ones. I love acoustic performances as well, but because you're just so close to people and stuff, I think that they're the most nerve wracking ones. Do you know what I mean? Right. Okay. Yeah. Nerve yeah. And stuff because they're just close to you in the room and it's quite slow and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I do love a good acoustic. I do love watching a good acoustic performance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. I, 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 I quite like. I, I, I prefer probably the, you know, the full on, you know, live everything plugged in, whacked up to the max type of thing. But I'm also quite fascinated by those acoustic shows as well that that bands do, do put on. Actually, I think it, you know, it gives a different life, um, you know, to the songs uh, that they're playing. Um, yeah. Also, as well, last year, um, sold out King Tut's. Um, I'm sure it's probably a little bit of a mixture of emotions, I'm guessing, really. Obviously, on the one hand, getting to play an iconic venue, selling it out. Um, but obviously, also, as well, it did mark, unfortunately, um, an end of an era. Uh, obviously, drummer uh, Jake Bain, obviously, it was his his last gig. He's obviously been a massive part um, of the band over the last sort of five, six years or so. Um, yeah, how was that final gig for you guys? The gig was great. It was... Um... Just a mad night. And we had Ford Kiernan from a show called Still Game in Scotland, uh, one of our favourite shows. He was at the gig and stuff, and we played with Kyle on stage. And, yeah. And it was a really good night. And then, obviously, with Jake, it was his last gig. It was just a good way to end it for him as well, because it's kind of... I think King Tuts was the first gig he played He played with us when it sold out. So it kind of started and went full circle and finished there. It was a shame he couldn't carry it on because Jake's just a fucking great guy and he's an yeah. absolutely frightening drummer and an even better singer, better than <laughs> us, do you know what I mean? <laughs> but he had a kid and mm. 
he's obviously just a good guy and a good dad and he couldn't do the final push for this band. So it's a shame, but we're still best of mates and I love him. He's a great guy. Yeah, no, I, I echo that. He's got time for everybody whenever I've seen him at gigs and come down and seen you guys play. Always says hello, always has a little chat. And um, as you say, he's a he's a fantastic drummer and uh, and a great singer as well. And yeah, hopefully maybe your your paths may well cross again, you know, like in a musical sense. I'm sure they will, I'm sure. Yeah. A couple of years and stuff. A couple of years and we'll be through our 60th drummer and we'll be saying, <laughs> we'll be phoning them up. Hopefully by that time we're making money. <laughs> and we can give him a proper job yeah it'll get the itch you want to get back behind the sticks again and get back out on the road and uh, I mean to be sure. honest you'll want to get the itch to show us up again <laughs> <laughs> show us up with their rock vocals <laughs> definitely and I mean looking looking back across like 2023 for Shambolics kind of like and obviously and, you know and all the achievements you've had you've obviously you know be, you know, been out on tour with like the likes of The View cast um little man tate as, as well as obviously your own shows as we've just mentioned um how do you feel that shambolics are progressing now i think it's going really well now it's like we, as you know more than anybody we've been grafting for years and mm. it's kind i feel that every time we've had a good build-up something's happened that's knocked it down whether that's like fucking covid or mm. band members leaving or do you know what I mean? Just yeah. total unlucky stuff that's went on. And uh but now we're on a good trajectory and it just seems to be going well and everything's just running smoothly and we're getting loads of promo done and loads of tunes done and everything's just gone great to be honest. Like gigs are selling it quick and stuff, so it's it's an exciting time, let's just see. Let's see how the next six months goes. <laughs> Definitely. Well, fingers crossed. I'm I'm backing you boys all the way. Um, you know, as you know, you're one of the You always have, man. I appreciate it. Ah, uh, no, no worries at all, mate. It's an absolute pleasure. And um, you know, yeah, I'm I'm as I say I'm I'm rooting for you and and shouting as loud as I can from, from down here in, in Essex uh for <laughs> you boys. But um obviously as you know here at um at This Is the Music, we like to shine a light on bands um, you know, like Shambolics that are, you know, establishing themselves on the uh like the new music scene. So kind of like over the like the last twelve months or so, what bands or artists have you been checking out? Um there's a band, a couple of the boys filled in with us on tour, Resistor, from yeah. Glasgow. They're just releasing their first sort of tunes and stuff. They were, I knew the band before them. They had another band before that, and they would played with the Shams and stuff a few times. I've known them a wee while, but and they've been grafting since they were, like, 13, do you know what I mean? So wow. um, they're still only, like, 24, and they're just starting another band, so they've got plenty of time, but they're really yeah. good. Um, and there's a band called The Castros for Fife that are supporting us. Soon they're really good as well. I've known yeah. some of their lads for a wee while, so they're yeah. two that I've been looking at recently. But to be honest, I really need to actually look into more new bands and stuff. I've just been too lazy just listening to the Beatles twenty four seven. Well, I can't say I blame you there on that. And um, I mean, I I, I know well, I don't know them, but yeah, big big fan of the Castros. What I've heard of them, uh, cut me up for four or five singles or whatever they've had out. Yeah, they're they're a class band and. Um, Talking of the Beatles, what did you think of the um the Now and Then um release that came out last year? I thought it was great. I mean, it was it took me a few lessons to be honest, but um, see that the more I listen to it, I'm just like Jesus Christ. And then people complain about them 
using technology and stuff like using the AI thing to separate John's voice, but they forget that the Beatles, when they were releasing their first music, or like the reason why they're so great is they use technology to develop recording albums. Do you know what I mean? They went for like four track machines to eight track machines and stuff, linking the two together. And the production techniques that they've done at EMI and stuff were just madness in. So they've always been using, been ahead of the curve when using technology to make music. Yeah, and they've just done it again, like sixty years later. It's absolutely insane. Yeah, but the best ever. No one's, no one touches them, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Do you know what? I'd, I'd, I'd never thought of that personally. I don't think I've ever heard or or seen anyone say what you've just said there about you know the development from the four track and the eight track and and all that. And and thinking about it as soon as you said, I'm like, yeah, what, what. It, it makes perfect sense. I was a little bit unsure at first that it was a good idea, but, you know, when you think about it, like, as I say, what you've just said there, that, that makes per- perfect sense. It's madness. They've just done it again. It's crazy. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, it's a, a sort of a, a fitting end uh, as well for, for the Beatles, um, but I'm sure, you know, their music's clearly going to live on uh, forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got some quick-fire questions uh, for you now. Um, so the first, so the first question is, you're allowed to see one final song from your favourite artist in your favourite venue. Who are you choosing? Uh, I'd love to see the Beatles live, obviously, but I think the song that proper. I mean, it's a song that I might actually get to see live and might actually get to see from one of my favourite artists. But one of my favourite song ever is probably "Live Forever" because it was like the first song that I got really hooked into, and I just yeah. used to play it on guitar like so much. So hopefully, I can actually see Oasis playing that one day. Do you know what I mean? But <laughs> if not, I'd need to be like the Beatles playing something that all you need is love or something like that. Yeah, yeah, sure. No, I mean, yeah. I'm looking forward to the definitely maybe uh, tour that he's got um, coming up um, in in June time. That should that should be class with a bit of luck. That'd be class. Um, yeah, looking forward to that, man. It should be great. Um, so, what three albums would you take with you on a remote desert island? Um, Revolver by Stone Roses. Um. Revolver by the Stone Roses. What man about yeah, Revolver by say. the Beatles? <laughs> and... <laughs> Fuck's sake, I've got man. a new outfit. moment right there. <laughs> Fucking hell. I've got Revolver a new Revolver by the Beatles <laughs> and the Stone Roses first album. That's the first two. <laughs> and um, probably Fleetwood Mac Rumours. Oh, nice. Yeah. No, I'm liking them, man. Great. Fantastic choices. Um, so if you could slot into any legendary band and play one of their songs at one of their gigs, um, who would you choose and why? Or who would it be, sorry, I should say? Um, I mean, I'd probably just fucking slot into the Beatles and just play something, something that would be massive live, like Hey Dude or something like that. <laughs> I mean, you Beyond could probably that, yeah. do that to like... You can do a gig to Earth, do you know what I mean? And they'd <laughs> sing that back. So yeah, I'd choose that. <laughs> nice. I like that. I like that. Um, so which member of uh Shambolics is always late, be it for sound checks, rehearsals, or band socials? Definitely me. <laughs> is there <laughs> is there any particular reason why for that, or is it is it just happen? It just happens. 
<laughs> no blaming myself. <laughs> <laughs> so um kind of like looking ahead um to like the rest of 2024, what other plans are there for Shambolics? Obviously, you've got you know some local gigs um up in Scotland there as we've discussed. You know, you're looking to get back out on the road again, like festival. Oh, what, got, what are the plans, man? We've got a lot in the pipeline. We've just announced um so we've done we announced that PJ's gig and that sold out pretty quick and we've yeah. just announced a Glasgow and Edinburgh show this morning. And then we've got we've got a couple of things we're going to announce in a few weeks. Maybe some English dates and stuff. And then loads of stuff, other stuff's in the pipeline. So it's going to be a really big year, put it that way. But yeah, definitely be some English dates getting announced soon. Perfect, brilliant. Well, I um, I hope that that uh that does involve coming down to uh to London. Obviously, I didn't unfortunately. The landing. To... be in London, Matt. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Love that, mate. Love that. Look, Forbes. It, it that is unfortunately the end of the podcast. Um, as always, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on and and, and chatting and um, you know, getting to find out everything that's going on in the world of uh, shambolics. But um, I'm sure most people probably know by now. If they don't, they definitely should. Um, but can you just let everyone know the social media platforms that shambolics can be found on? So on all platforms, it's shambolics music, and we've got a debut album coming out on February 16th. Please pre-order it so we can sign off the door. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Great stuff. And we'll put all of those links uh, in the episode bio, along as well with the, the pre-order link for the album, uh, Dreams, Schemes and Young Teams. As I say, I've been very fortunate to hear it already. Um, and it really is fantastic and it is worth uh, investing some some money in. Um, Forbes, thanks very much, mate, for coming on. Um, as always, as I say, it's been an absolute blast and... Um, Thank you very much for giving up your time and I hope to, to catch up with you at a gig uh, sometime very, very soon. Thank you very much, my man. I appreciate you having me and appreciate the support throughout the years. It's uh, it's an absolute pleasure, mate. Cheers, my man. And all that leaves me to say is to thank everyone for tuning in to the latest This Is The Music Meets podcast. Please subscribe so you never miss out on any future episodes. And if you're loving the podcast, it would be really appreciated if you could leave a comment and a five-star rating as it really does help the bands and artists we interview to be discovered. Thanks for listening and I'll see you somewhere down the road for the next episode of the This Is The Music Meets podcast.